who is your favorite superhero? Uh, is it too stereotypical to say Wonder Woman? It's not. No, <laughs> that's perfect. Nobody said Wonder Woman yet. Granted, it might be because it's been two guys, but... <laughs> Well, I, I admire Wonder Woman's physical strength, her determination, her style, her purity. I think she's got it all. So what if you had a superpower, what would it be and why? Well, I think sticking with the Wonder Woman theme, mm -hmm. I would love to have a lasso with truth. If I was a Wonder Woman right now, I would be flying on over to DC and running yeah. around and lassoing politicians because I'm I'm so tired of all the BS and the corruption and the finger pointing. It's just, it is the absolute antithesis of what society needs right now. So I think a lasso of truth would, would come in quite handy. Amen. I'm with you. I'm with you. All right. So just, I mean, that could be your new, your Halloween costume this year. Too, if we go for <laughs> Halloween, I think, I think we found it. Wonder when you have got, got your lasso. And all right. So the, the next set of questions are more kind of on the, the work related side. So what is the most useful tool you've discovered in the last year and how has it changed things for you? I didn't discover it. The truth is we just installed Zoom about a month before coronavirus hit at SurveyMonkey. And so, you know, that's been a game changer for yes, us. I, yes, Eric was very, <laughs> I feel like Eric was ahead of his, uh, he, he was proactively seeing the future with, right. with that one. I remember when, when he had told me that that was his first big, uh, his, his big thing he had done there. Yeah. So yes, couple, I can. Couple of, actually a couple of other, I mean, less. So I think one tool quote unquote that I've been using or had been using for the first couple of months of uh, COVID time was there's a framework called the mood meter, which Yale put oh. out, which basically is a four block framework of how people are feeling. You can go, if you Google uh, mood meter, you'll okay. find it. And so I used that at the beginning of uh, a bunch of my leadership team meetings for the first couple of months of COVID time, because I found it was a really useful tool to open up the discussion, the conversation, the very needed conversation around how people were actually literally feeling in the, the, the moment. Yes. Um, because as you know, we've been ping-ponging all over the place in COVID times. Mm -hmm. That's, I've, I've never heard of that. I will also pass that along to our, our team that's kind of leading this charge. So you guys are getting us through. SurveyMonkey's getting us through these times. Um, all right. How do you explain what you do to your parents, your, your kids, your friends, your, your kids' parents, non-industry people? Well, I guess, Hizzy, that's the amazing thing about working at, at SurveyMonkey is that unlike other places I've worked, and I would put even LinkedIn in that category, People instantly know Survey Monkey. Yeah, so I said, well, I know Survey Monkey, even my parents. So I think more on the, I guess, on the talking to my kids' side, I tell my kids that we help people in businesses get really important feedback so that people know what to do. And as a marketer, it's really about helping my customers, whether they're current customers or future customers. So they like to think that mommy, mommy is helping people. Yes, I, that's that's great. Do they like having you home while you're helping people? I've been reading mixed <laughs> reviews that some some kids are loving having their their parents home and and some are not. Yeah, well, uh, yes. So my my uh, kids are I have third grade twins who are eight and okay. a ten year old. So they're at a great age where they're somewhat independent, mm -hmm. uh, and it's it's really fun to be around them. So, I bet. Uh, yeah. So yeah. I think it's been that's definitely been a silver lining is getting a bit more of them in my life. Yes. Yeah. F family time, even for me getting to, I don't, it's not often that as like a grown adult, I spend this much time with my parents either, but it's, it's definitely nice to have family to extra family time. So um, what is the best part about your job? Do I'm sure there's many. I was going to say, do I have one? For you real? don't, I'll give you, I'll give you a couple. <laughs> All right. So, so I think, uh, I mean, so I always do my best job when I really identify with or can relate to the product and the culture. And so I, I, find, I feel super lucky to be a, a leader at a company where the culture speaks so profoundly to me and 
the product is a product that I've used multiple times over the years. And, you know, I think there's an incredibly valuable set of products that we come to market with and that have only become more valuable in this era because the management playbook's gone out the window and we're, you know, we're finding the organization's now more than ever understand they need to listen to people that they're serving in order to do, to do the right thing. So I love the fact that the company values and culture and product all resonate with me. And then I'm seeing that reflected in how the market is really turning to us. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Yeah, very much so. If there was no internet, what would you be doing? If technology was kind of less of a thing, maybe still in market. Well, I guess you maybe would be writing musicals. Well, yeah, I mean, I'd be sure I'd love to be running in the sunshine and writing music. But uh, I mean, literally right now, what I'd be doing was would be teaching third and fifth graders. They're all, if Google Classroom weren't here, then they'd need me to <laughs> kind of leap in. But, uh, but yeah, kids aside, I think in the absence of lockdown, I would be uh, running in the sunshine and writing music or writing literature. That's great. What is something that you've learned in the past six months? And then that can, you know, it be inclusive or exclusive of quarantine, but that, that you think everybody should know? Is there, you know, one thing that has stood out to you? Well, I was always reasonably handy in the kitchen, but I, I think I've learned how to cook something from anything. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get to that question too. So we'll, we'll dive in. We're going to dive in more around the, uh, around the cooking piece, but how do you manage your inbox? This feels like a trick question. It's not. I think what I'm supposed to say is that I'm a zero inbox person because all good leaders are surely in, uh, zero inbox people, right? Uh, but the uh, the uncomfortable truth is that I I manage my inbox very poorly. I have a handful of rules in place for like doing some auto writing of certain um, certain emails, and I definitely hit that junk button fairly frequently on stuff that comes in that uh, is unsolicited, but. I'd say otherwise, my inbox is a bit of a morass. And I think where that came from, I got complacent using Gmail in my last job and it was eminently searchable. So, so I, I, I no longer felt the need to organize or delete anything. But now I have a less, less searchable email tool. So my, my strategy has come back to haunt me. So. Yes, mm-hmm. ours ours is not very very searchable, and, and I actually I, I I do not believe that the folks I've interviewed that everyone has said inbox zero. So I promise you are you are <laughs> it's not a trick question. You are not the first to say that that is that is not. It almost seems impossible to be at inbox zero, really. If you think about it. <laughs> um, all right, what is your and again this can be inclusive or exclusive of quarantine. You know your your typical I guess if you were going into the office, it's your typical morning routine. Going into the office, I'd be up around six, I'd shower, I'd make breakfast for my girls, I'd cajole them through teeth brushing and get them <laughs> to school. We'd do school drop-off, it's only about a seven-minute drive, but we try and do something interesting on the drive, like learn a new word or learn pigeon French or something, drop them at school, and then I typically would be an hour and 20 minutes in the car from oh uh, the East Bay where I live to uh, sunny San Mateo across the bridge. So, um, so that journey would be a mix of NPR, podcasts, morning meeting calls. Then I would park, I'd race into the building, and I'd go straight to meetings. <laughs> oh my God. So you must be enjoying the not sitting in traffic for an hour and 20 minutes every day. You know, <laughs> yes. Or did you, or did you like that part? It was kind of, could be quieter time. I don't, I don't think like, I mean, certainly on, on a sort of four or five day a week basis, it does, it does get uh, pretty grueling. But I would give anything right now to have a couple of days a week uh, mm-hmm. where I drive into the office, have that thinking time. Way home is a lot more thinking time as well. and. Yeah, I definitely, 
definitely missed that a little bit. I've also found my call schedule starting earlier because of our European offices. So oh, yes. I've got at least a couple of mornings a week where I'm on call starting at 7 or 7.30. Occasionally, I get out for a run or something if I have meetings starting later. Yeah. Got it. In your opinion, what are the, and it doesn't even need to be three, it can, just, it can be one or two. What, what do you believe are the, the most important qualities of a leader? I'll give you three. Okay. Curiosity. Mm-hmm. Empathy. Mm-hmm. and resilience. I like that. Curiosity. I don't hear that much, but I like that. Yeah. One. I, uh, it's funny. I've, I've always, it's been something I've looked for in hires, looking for intellectual curiosity. And then of course, you know, going back to, to Survey Monkey and all the reasons that I was drawn to the company. Yeah. Our mission is to hire the curious. Yes, literally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so, you know, curiosity is alive and well at Survey Monkey and you know, I think we're, we're, we're big believers in growth mindset and the fact that, you know, people continue to learn and grow and develop over time. And uh, I think curiosity is just a really important attribute for leaders. You guys do. I have to say, I've, I've obviously only spent time with a handful of folks on the SurveyMonkey team and spent time in the office, but it does seem like you, you folks really have a great culture there just in, in my time spent with, with everybody. I see where it's a great place to work. I'm not looking to leave my job, but I can see where it would be. <laughs> it would be uh and thank you <laughs> yes <laughs> I know, we'll take that that piece off the record uh, open view i'm not leaving if you're listening to this <laughs> um all right so to the music and media side of things do you have a couple of favorite podcasts that you listen to or a you know favorite? i kind of since since not commuting i've, I've uh, fallen off the podcast wagon a little bit yeah. i would say i still enjoy Pivot with uh, Kara Swisher and Scott Galloway. Uh, mm-hmm. I like their irreverent banter. I don't always agree with everything they're saying, but they're so quick on their feet and they cover a broad swath of topics. So that's one I still try and tune into. Was there a book or TV show um, when you were a child that you wanted to live in or be a part of or just, you know, loved? <laughs> oh, this is such a, such a fun question. So I, <laughs> I, grew, I grew up in Scotland okay. and I have vivid memories of uh, playing Doctor Who in my backyard. And the reason they're vivid is that whoever was playing the Dalek, the baddie, would have an empty laundry basket on their head. Oh, my God. <laughs> it just sort of worked. But, uh, yeah, so that's the, that's the one that came to mind when I okay. saw that question. All right. No, I, I, love, I love that. Do you have a pump-up song rather in the morning or the song that you well, just like, listen to when you need some, some positive energy? I'm very mood based with my music. I find that I don't have like one song that's a go to. My my kids would tell you my favorite song of all time is uh, "Take on Me" by Aha. I'm not okay. sure that's exactly true, but that's definitely like <laughs> it's up there. Pump up song category, I guess. <laughs> that's a good one. I will take it. We'll take it as the answer. Um, all right. What is your favorite season, and why do you love that season? Ooh, tough call, but I think I'd have to say summer. Okay. And reason for that is, again, growing up in Scotland, yep. it was best bet of having halfway decent weather. <laughs> yes, I can imagine. So summer, now do you still like summer? Well, I guess you're in the East Bay, so it's, it's a little bit better than being summer in, yep. in downtown San Francisco, which... That's right. Yeah, we have, we have uh, I mean, there's like a, thir- literally a 30 degree differential in temperature a lot of the summer. But yeah, I mean, I, I, I love the long days of summer. I love the sun. I've always loved the beach. I'm yeah. more of a sun seeker than a, than a snow seeker for sure. So yeah, summer, mm-hmm. summer remains the top pick for me. Yes, I'm totally with you. I'm from Texas originally, where it's like very, very hot in the summer, but just like the long days and getting to be outside is so great. What has been the best thing that you've cooked during quarantine? You said you've been able to kind of whip anything out of anything, but is there something that... 
Yeah. So that's like the, the store cupboard Olympics, as I call it, is, uh, <laughs> oh, crap, it's six o'clock. I need to go fix dinner. What do we have? Um, but uh, aside from that, gosh, so many meals to choose from, huh? Um, I think my my recent favorites, a couple of weekends ago, we made homemade pasta um, oh, wow. and uh, made a like a ragu type sauce oh, with wow. non-meat, beyond meat or whatever it was. Yep. That was just. Also, last weekend, I made a white chocolate chip bread pudding, which was taken oh. straight from Aisha Curry's cookbook, The Season oh. of Life. Last thing, I mean, I'll say I was quite pleased with my freestyle tater tot casserole. Oh. There was no recipe involved in that you one. Just it was, yeah, just assembled. Yeah, I, that worked. Those are the best. Those are the best. And that's the beauty of casseroles, I feel like, too. You just dump <laughs> stuff in and they're, and they're always great. But that bread pudding sounds phenomenal, too. All right, what are three items that you always carry with you or you don't leave the house without? My phone, my credit card, and these days, of course, a mask. Yes, definitely. That's. I feel like that's going to be, we'll look back on uh, 2020 and that will be the that will be added to the list for sure. It's funny because actually when I first had done the, the first interviews for this, it was pre kind of all of this quarantine and it is crazy just how the questions that I ask and the answers in you know a matter of two months have changed, which is crazy. <laughs> yes. um, who knew I'd be buying like masks and match headbands? <laughs> that was gonna be my, the, the new hot accessory of 2020. Um, all right, do you have any unusual skills? You know, I'm not sure how unusual it is. I feel like I feel like I've seen a lot of parody music videos uh, in in times of Corona, but I am weirdly into writing parody lyrics for work related oh. things. So it's like you just sort of envision a more wholesome corporate Weird Al Yankovic. That's kind of what I'm going for, I guess. But yeah, so I have my Weird Al moments. We've done a couple of let me think songs recently. We did a song to launch our new mission, vision, and values at Survey Monkey wrote a quick song for our CFO leaving last year or year before. Yeah, I don't know. Oh that's gosh. that's my thing, I guess. Weird, no, that's, the weird corporate lyrics. That's definitely that's definitely a cool, unusual skill. I feel like, and isn't Tom musical too? Doesn't he, is he very yes. musical? Yes, so you guys have like, like a whole... We've partnered, so okay. yeah. Tom, Tom has played guitar on a couple of those numbers. Uh, yeah. This is, that is awesome. And I also, I had heard that he and Eric were, uh, had done karaoke together as well. So it sounds like you guys could have your own little survey monkey, like performing band. So what was fun was Tom and Eric were invited to our global marketing offsite last year, and we held a karaoke and lip sync battle in our vice president of product marketing's backyard at the time. And they came in. I don't even know what song it was, but they they went they went all out. They had the <laughs> the head banging costumes, and I don't know. It was just they they really put their all into that performance. <laughs> that is that's great. I heard there might be a. I think I was informed of a rumor that there's video of that too somewhere floating around <laughs> that I will, I, I was informed I will never ever see, but that it, that it might be out there somewhere. Oh, I just, I just remember the song was, the song was freeze frame. I don't know who sang oh, that. Oh my God. That is great. You guys are certainly having fun, but yeah, I think you could be onto something with the, the Survey Monkey uh, band. Um, favorite city to travel to? Oh, that feels like a cruel, cruel question. I know I now it is. Exactly. Okay. For, okay. I'll change it. What is, if you could pick <laughs> one city to go to after corn, like, you know, if, if kind of nothing mattered and you could just go anywhere, where would be the, the first city you would go? Well, it's tough, but I mean, I guess nothing beats going home to Edinburgh. That yep. would be, if I could only pick one place, I'd go, I'd go home. But, yep. uh, you know, my runners up, I love Sydney. I love Florence, Cape Town, London, Paris, all the, all uh, the. Just everywhere. Yeah. 
all the yeah Paris as I my friends and I said like whatever we can travel international we're just gonna go to Paris for it's much easier for us to just pop over for a long weekend from Boston but we're just gonna go for a long weekend and drink champagne and then fly home that's gonna be our our, our, our celebration how long have you been um stateside for oh gosh 23 years I think it okay. do you get home to to Scotland much Typically, yeah, typically I'm home at least once a year, oh, nice. uh, sometimes twice, but oh, uh, this year we'll see. I mean, I just, yeah. canceled, just canceled our summer trip to, uh, oh, okay. to Europe, so. yeah, oh, postponed, postponed, our, our postponed. Exactly. Exactly. You'll, you'll, you'll get back there. Who would be a dream dinner guest for you? Hmm. Well, I was going to say you and I should just grab dinner when this is over, but yes, uh, oh, uh, shucks. we're still going to do that. And wine, Sandra, you're coming too. Yeah, aside from that, I would quite like to have John Oliver over for dinner. Okay. I think that would be fun. Yeah, <laughs> I, like, I like that. I know, I've actually, I, I, it's funny, I sit here and ask these questions, and then I think, if I was being asked this question, I don't even know if I'd know the answer to it. So, <laughs> I might have to go with, uh, with I'd probably go, I, I just love Taylor Swift. I might have to go with Taylor Swift. She, <laughs> of all the people. Um, and then, who, and my last question for you is, is who is your role model? Or do you have, you know, whether it's well, sort of personal, there might be personal or professional role model? Yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess personally, my, my parents obviously are mm -hmm. have been hugely influential. I sort of learned the value of hard work from my dad and sort of how not to take myself too seriously, I think, from my mom. Yeah, that's <laughs> but uh, I think, you know, outside of the home, I, I, I think I would go with Ruth Bader Ginsburg for God. everything she yes. pioneered and dealt with in her incredible career. Yes, oh um, my gosh. And, uh, yeah, I mean, if you haven't seen the Notorious RBG, that's really, that's well worth a watch. I have not seen that one. With, I've seen the other one that's, it's less of a documentary. Anyway, I watched it on the JetBlue flight, I think, to or from SF at one point, but it was still, um, it was still very good. It was, it was about her life. Army Hammer, I think, was in it. So he, he played her husband. <laughs> so he's always very I'll keep, an eye out, uh, I'll keep an eye out for that one, too. Yes, I know. I'll, I'm, I'm, I'm blank. I can see the name and see the actress. I'm just forgetting who it is, but I will, I will make sure to send that to you. Those are all the questions that I had. So... Fabulous. Yes, very easy, hopefully simple. I know some of them can be tricky just to think of just like, again, oh, what can I do? But I, I very much appreciate this is great.